Done with frizz? Say goodbye to that poof. Repel humidity and tame those flyaways. One drop, frizz stops with John Frieda Frizzy Serum. Your hair talks and frizz never interrupts. John Frieda Frizzy Serum. One drop, frizz stops. Only from John Frieda. Want to make your blonde blonde? Sheer Blonde Go Blonder Collection by John Frieda lightens and brightens hair to full shades to give you your best blonde every day. Your hair talks. Make a statement with Sheer Blonde Go Blonder Collection. Only from John Frieda. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a May 20th Saturday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia-Gunderson, a writer for the Associated Press, Real GM, Blazers Edge, former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. It has been uh, a light week for us, mostly because I got sick uh, and we did not have our episodes on the scheduled Tuesday and Thursday like I had been planning on doing for the next couple of weeks as we head into the draft and free agency. And I had a podcast yesterday to kind of catch up on a lot of news. And we're still going to do our season review of all the, the, the player groups on the Blazers. We reviewed CJ and Dame season last week. We're going to continue doing that. But again, we're going to deviate from that on this edition of the podcast. I was joined by a couple of comedians here in Portland Seth Johnston, my pal, who has been on this podcast before, and we were also joined by Nick Puente. Uh, so uh, Nick and Seth came to chat uh, about the NBA, a little bit about the Blazers. You know, we had a more generalized NBA chat and also some things that Seth wanted to discuss on the podcast, such as uh, the most athletic uh, white players in NBA history. Uh, so, so we had that discussion, uh, and since they're both comedians, just a little bit of a disclaimer for you listeners, the, uh, language on this podcast is, uh, for adults, uh, it is NSFW if you're at work, probably not, uh, that, uh, you know, so just, just an FYI, uh, on this episode, uh, we, we let it go a little loose with the language, but these guys are comedians, they're hilarious, and, uh, I thought, uh, didn't want to censor them, obviously nothing, you know, uh, that bad, but just, uh, just a heads up if you're, you know, wanted, if you're listening to something with kids or what have you, uh, just a, a heads up for you there. Uh, but we, we had a fun time chatting. We also had a game on in the background. We were watching a classic, uh, the game seven from the 1995 Western Conference semis, Rockets Suns. Uh, so I, I hope you enjoy that. Uh, they're both uh, pretty active comedians in town. They have a lot of gigs, uh, and uh, they promote those at the end of the show, so you should definitely check those out. Uh, and had a great time, obviously, chatting about basketball in a different way than uh, we normally do on the podcast. You know, very serious, very analytical, 
but this one, you know, is analytical in a different way. And I think it was a lot of fun. But uh, I, before we get to it, want to uh, give you a word from our oldest and most loyal sponsor, SeatGeek. The NBA playoffs are winding down. The finals are around the corner, but there's a whole summer of baseball games, soccer games, outdoor concerts, and all types of great fun activities that are on the horizon here in the Pacific Northwest as the weather starts to turn and get a little bit nicer. And uh, there's a lot of places that promote that you can get tickets from them, but I think the best place to get tickets for those events is SeatGeek. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a long time. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show you want to go to, and none of those older ticket sites want to change that, but SeatGeek is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell their tickets. It's the first place that I go to to look for tickets for a game or a concert. I have it on my phone. I found tickets to the Blazers-Raptors game over the holidays when I had friends in town very quickly. And I found the best deal, save time, save money. They gave me uh, a rating on the best deals from 1 to 100 using their deal score. And so they just make it very easy and very convenient to find tickets for the events that uh, you want to go to. And with the summer coming around, maybe you want to go to a Mariners game. Maybe you want to go to a Timbers game. Maybe you want to go to an outdoor concert. And, and I think SeatGeek is the best place to find tickets for all of those events. But the best thing about SeatGeek is that my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. And to collect that $20 rebate on tickets, download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code and enter promo code LOBLAZERS. And SeatGeek will send you $20 after you made your first ticket purchase download the seat geek app and enter promo code lo blazers today and uh before we get to the conversation with seth johnston and nick puente we do have a, a small news note that is kind of a non-story but it, it is a story uh adrian wojnarowski from the vertical reported that the atlanta hawks asked for permission from the Blazers' ownership group to speak with Neil Olshay about Atlanta's GM vacancy. Uh, They're moving on from Coach Budenholzer running the basketball operations. They're looking for an experienced GM, uh, and they were looking at Neil Olshay, but that uh, permission was denied by the Blazers. So it looks like not only is Neil Olshay going to keep his job, it looks like Portland is very serious about wanting to make him – have him continue being their the head of basketball operations so uh Olshay is going to be around I think he should be around he's done a pretty good job overall I think uh despite uh what happened last summer so uh interesting news though and obviously shows that people uh other teams have great interest in acquiring someone like Olshay uh or not someone like Olshay Olshay specifically because he has a, a pretty good track record so uh that is the only uh bit of Blazers news that has happened between Friday and today uh, that I think you need to be aware of. We're going to continue our season review next week, but for now, I hope you enjoy this conversation with comedian Seth Johnston and Nick Puente. Hello and welcome to a May 20th Saturday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer 
for the Associated Press, Real GM, Blazer's Edge. I'm joined today by a couple of comedians okay. uh, who are going to talk some Blazers, going to talk some NBA draft. I'm joined by Seth Johnston, yes. who's been on the pod before, and Nick Puente. Hey, how's it going? I'm uh, uh, I'll bring the, the yuck yucks to the draft. Bring some. Bring them. <laughs> I I'm more here for. There's uh, at some point we're gonna be talking about right the uh, most athletic white. Yeah, the, <laughs> more, the most athletic white team. Yeah. yeah awesome, yeah. awesome. I get and I got a. That's I got what a, you're here for. I got a back catalog of uh, sweet Mark Chambers references <laughs> and uh, highlights of, that I that I bring to the table. Here. So that's that's so, what I'm waiting for. Yes. Tom. Tom, Tom, Tom Chambers. Chambers. Tom Chambers. That's a rough start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, and we also, uh, Nick had the great idea of, how about we watch a classic game? Set some ambiance. Yeah. Some, some background, some tone. Yeah. yeah. And so we're watching game seven of the 1995 Western Conference semifinals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rockets come back from 3-1 to beat the the Phoenix Suns. Uh, they're down 10 right now at halftime. We're literally watching. We're finding out what's going on with the Spurs. Bob Hill. Bob Hill. The great Bob us. Hill. <laughs> the most forgotten coach in history. The coach before Popovich. It's good texture. I don't think people can hear this TV, but... It, it's just good to have on in the background. It's, just yeah, a, it's putting us it's, in a good mood. Yeah. Ultimately, the listener appreciates it's like it's like y'all are just right here with us watching Bob Hill break down uh, potential series against the Suns I mean, or we, the Rockets. We almost just watched possibly the best athletic white team walk. Walking at halftime. Walking at halftime. Yeah, Thunder Dan. Thunder Dan. Uh, Gugliotta was there. Wasn't Mark Price? Was he? I don't I think. think Mar- I don't think. Yeah, that was Danny Ainge. That was Danny Ainge for sure. Ainge. Arguably the best athlete in the history of the state of Oregon. I don't buy that. I don't like the broader definition of athlete. I know because um, we're gonna for, go we're into gonna this. Uh, Danny Ainge, two sport athlete, right? Major League Baseball, NBA. Uh, but I don't, you know, I don't. I like the my definition of athlete is somebody that is dunking on people, explosive. I don't buy the like just really good at two different sports, highly coordinated, very savvy. I don't like that broader definition of athlete. I think it just waters it down, and then you know we're getting now we're talking about Danny Ainge as a great athlete. Uh, <laughs> he is compared to a normal person, but that's I'm, yeah. But you know, if you, what's if your you three point? If percentage? you didn't dunk on Shaq, then get out. You know what I'm saying? Yo, okay. So we have our our definition uh, of that, but um, yeah, you guys. Uh, have any thoughts on the Blazers at all this season? I know this is a Blazers podcast, so it, locked it, on Blazers. Locked on Blazers. Who's your sponsor for this one? Do you know? Uh, Seat Geek. Seat Geek. That's right. For all your seat needs, <laughs> go to Seat Geek. Go to SeatGeek.com. Yeah, good, good plug. Enter, yeah. enter promo code. Enter promo code. Garcia Gunderson. Our the Seat Geek promo code actually is L O Blazers. If we want to turn this into a live read right now. Okay, good. I love it. That's right. So now we just did the live read for for SeatGeek this week. Nice. Yeah. It's a great app, really. I use it every day. (laughs) I will now. That was a good plug. I think I'm going to download it right now. All right, get it. 
that commission goes straight into Eric Gunderson's pocket. That's right. Don't forget to use the promo code LOBLAZERS. And get 20 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Ooh. Yeah, you get a $20 rebate. Well, not 20 bucks off. You get a $20 rebate. So they send you $20. Who doesn't want 20 bucks to show up in? Boom. Yeah, right? Right. I I mean, 20 bucks is more than... That's 20 bucks. It's great. (laughs) $20. That's right. So uh, download SeatGeek. They are a great sponsor of this podcast. That was great. Uh, Anyway... What are we talking about? The Blazers? We're talking about no, the Blazers. Blazers. Is that a new Blazers hat you have on? It looks yeah, pretty crisp. Well, looks... No, I've had it for some, some months, but thank you very much. This is actually out of date now uh, because oh. the logo has been refreshed. So this is a now a retro hat, <laughs> technically, since they updated the pinwheel to have lines on it. This yeah. could, the, the silver pinwheel could evolve into like, you know, one of those iconic kind of weirder jerseys from the 90s, like... Like the ninety, like the ninety six, ninety seven Rockets, like you know when oh, they yeah. went to that blue. It's like America, it was yeah. like an American flag. It looked like almost looks like a Globetrotters. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. you do have the they Globetrotters. Very, they were very uh, novelty exhibitiony looking jerseys. Those old Rockets with the actual cartoon rocket. Yeah, the pinstripes. Yeah, bad. But I think the Blazers logo that might go retro next is going to be the one for a while. Remember when they were putting it in that rhombus for some reason? Oh yeah. And yeah, it just looked no, bad on everything. Yeah, the rhombus I think is gonna that has some irony potential, you know, in a late capitalist society that we're all living under. <laughs> I, 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 what are we talking about? Um, <laughs> we're talking about the Portland Trailblazers uh, while we're going back for the second half of Houston Rockets Beach. Suns Game Seven Western semi semifinals ninety five. Rockets are down ten. They're gonna come back and win. Spoiler yeah. alert. Barkley. Sorry. Not winning a title. 15-9 and nine at halftime. At halftime. Sponsored by Miller Lite. Actually, we not talk about the Blazers, but did you guys watch the Cavs last night? Uh, I watched – so that game is so not competitive that I don't really want to watch it. I watch it, it by seeing what memes come on Twitter, and I think that's the most enjoy, enjoyable way to watch it. See, uh, like for me, like unlike uh... – Especially, well, especially in college football, where a blowout happens, or in pro football. But unlike unlike that, with basketball, it's just not fun for me to see just continuous, just a downpouring of you know destruction onto another team. I, I saw it at I saw it in the second quarter. It was sixty eight to twenty something in the second, and I was like, this okay. I'm just sad now. I just feel bad. You just feel bad. It's like pros versus Joes. And it's like they're tra- oh why just let them stop just yeah. let them stop like it, yeah stop. well and I it, in the third quarter you know I, Isaiah had had like a hip injury and like it's just like man like maybe the series should just end for him like he's a he's had a rough it's, playoff like, you know who could have done as good in that series the Blazers <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've never seen I don't I can't think of a time I've seen because one of the jokes I saw come through Twitter was you know J R Smith was um, doing the sweeping gesture right right it's it's game two is in progress i've never seen like a game two sw- player doing a sweep no i've never on seen on the it. court well if and it's, it's just everyone's like yep yeah no yeah, it, yeah it's true <laughs> we're only coming back for these last two because we have to we just have to come into work <laughs> yeah this is just go to work yeah just clock in get it done 
go the fuck Take your home. abuse <laughs> and just go home. <laughs> and I poor, you know, poor Jalen Brown because I like Jalen Brown a lot as a as a player. And you know, first of all, he gets drafted to a really to a playoff team, so he doesn't get to play as much as he would on a normal team that's picking that high. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of just like fighting for to stay in the rotation all year. And then some reporter asks him how he's going to deal with guarding LeBron James. And I see that go up right before the game. I saw him saying, you know, his point was he's, you know, that's just a, he's at the end of the day, he's not like a God, he's a guy. But, you know, how he said it was, you know, LeBron is just a regular guy. He puts his shoes on, you know, I'm not scared of him. And it was just, that was just that poor, poor Jalen Brown. I like Jalen Brown a lot too. And I, I saw that and I was like, I was like, you know, I, I like the confidence. I like that he, but just don't say that. <laughs> just like, and, and, and it's, especially about LeBron, like just when he, LeBron, all of the stuff last night going into that game, LeBron was not named a finalist for MVP right. before the game started. And then Jalen Brown said that he's just a regular guy. Like, and then after the game. Oh, the my, one of my favorite press conferences ever was LeBron after that game. Oh, just so, so right. Like, he's so validated. Uh, you know, someone asked him, like, how do you feel about not being in the top three? And he's like just leaning back and he's just like this league knows what i am this league knows what i bring yeah he's just like i'm so above the mvp <laughs> like yeah let let james harden and westbrook like let them like those guys have it out like this league knows what's up yeah he's been the best player in the league for 10 years dude it's crazy <laughs> it's wild this is i so the word... i'll get finals mvp that's fine yeah he'll It'll get finals yeah <laughs> Right, I think this is the 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 way that Cleveland's playing right now. I've never like felt good about them last year going into the finals, but like I think they can definitely. I think they can win. Like I don't see how the Warriors. I don't see how anybody can stop them from scoring a ton of points every single game. Yeah, well, there's no way to. I mean, that's the only question that's left. Is how good are the Warriors versus the Cavs in the finals? Yeah, that's, so that's, every year. Because the, like, the Warriors look pretty crazy, too. Uh, I think it could be a year where LeBron gets finals MVP and the Cavs lose. Uh-huh. That could oh, happen. Wow. That would be pretty cool. That would be um, interesting, yeah. I was, Jerry West style. I was surprised it didn't happen the year the Warriors won it. I mean, oh, God. Is that hit... the year they gave it to Iguodala? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They gave it to Iguodala, and I think what a LeBron, shame. like I, I I don't I haven't I think LeBron averaged like I think he averaged like forty points or something. So, yeah, and this but the streak is that every year Finals MVP has gone to LeBron or the guy who guarded LeBron. Yeah, but to me Kawhi. it was like is like Andre Iguodala got it because he did such a great job in, on LeBron was the justification. And then right. you look at LeBron's numbers in this series, and it's like, oh yeah. They're like a, they're crazy. Like no, like LeBron was crushing him. LeBron's <laughs> he no, made a couple, you know. Like he held him to. He held him to like twenty-seven and seven <laughs> and seven. He held him MVP, below. He held him below finals triple MVP double right there. Every game. <laughs> like the fourth best guy on the court. Oh man! Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Clyde the Clyde guy. One. That's right. Posting up on Wesley Person. Take him. Was that is that Chuck Person or Wesley Person? Oh. 
And I get what there so was. I'm freaking. There they was must a get Mark that. Chambers. They right? must both get that every no. time. <laughs> there was Tom, there was Tom no. Chambers. Didn't he have his mother that was a less well? successful <laughs> Mark, Mark Chambers? Chambers. <laughs> he was like, no, I'm Mark. <laughs> no, there was I like made there the was, league. I there like was, made a training camp. There was Tom Chambers. There's Mark Price. Mark Price. I think you're mixing up two. Like, which is a common NBA scout tactic. You compare the white guy to another white guy, even if it doesn't really fit, you know? Yeah. It's he, like, oh, yeah. You just call him. He's like the other white guy. Yeah, I would really compare him to the first three white guys that play his position. That we got by. Googs over here Googly in the middle. Yada. Is that Pete Chilcutt running Kenny the court? Jet Smith. Oh, you got Pete, Hakeem yeah. with a pass to, to the baseline. Pete, to Pete Chilcutt. Pete Chilcutt. <laughs> Who, I thought I, Pete I, Chilcutt was the name of the guy in Hoosiers. <sighs> he sounds like a, sounds a name cool. like a guy in Hoosiers. Yeah. That's, Jimmy, that's that Jimmy, Jimmy Chitwood. Jimmy Chitwood. Jimmy Chitwood. Chitwood. Pete Chilcutt is totally on the bench. When you hear on the, Hoosiers for sure. Hoosiers, yeah. Amin uh, El Hassan on the like the, I was watching the NBA sidecast and they were doing the Patino game where they shout out old players and uh-huh. he said something about Pete Chilcutt saying that like Pete Chilcutt might be a porn star or something now. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I mean, hey, cool, good for him. Yeah. That's it. I mean, and then who who we got here coming in? I don't even know. Just another white uh, tall guy. White tall guy. It, yeah, might it just call him? It's just Purdue. <laughs> every, every, any, any big white guy that comes who's coming it's purdue probably he's <laughs> will purdue yeah uh, oh oh will i thought you meant purdue university no yeah. like big like big big 10 basketball um they got thunder dan though thunder dan's definitely on the all-white athletic team yeah he is for sure all defense starter easily love thunder dan what about stockton yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's, but it, he's not fine because when I think about it, I'm thinking about uh, white players who were known for their athleticism. So like, St- like Stockton was a fine athlete, right? But he wasn't like that wasn't his weapon that he <laughs> unleashed on people. Was he weren't like scared Stockton was gonna, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, uh, you were like about physical you, dominance. You weren't, you weren't scared of like getting dunked on on the baseline by Stockton. Yeah, like, you weren't scared like of Baron Davis fourteen assists a game. <laughs> you better be scared, because <laughs> that's what a real player does. <laughs> Assist, baby, hits his open shots. <laughs> um, um Clyde is really getting, going to work in the post right now. Yeah, man. Clyde's big. He's a big physical guy. Houston's only down three now. They're down ten and a half. Um, Wait, so, like, I mean, I just got to the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you guys don't from know. From the great state of Texas. Right, from the great state of Texas. But I don't know if you, but uh, the Trailblazers mm-hmm. and what happens within them and goes, goes on with them really doesn't translate that far south. So I don't know. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> It's not mass Trailblazers fan base spreading no, far in Texas. In yeah, Texas. in Texas. Well, that's a shame. We don't hear we don't I hear don't, that much about. I don't know how people live like that. <laughs> I mean, true. The last thing we heard any that we ever talked about with the Trailblazers was the jail, the Jailblazers. Jail right. And so for me, I'm like, where is Rasheed Wallace? Why isn't he? Oh, he's doing great. I bet he is doing great. But yeah, he shows up at a lot of Tar Heels games. Nice. Yeah. He uh he came to a Blazer game not this year but last year, 
He was he came and sat down and he was drinking just a, like a twenty ounce Widmer half with lemon. Rashid's the shit, man. Yeah, his favorite restaurant is Cafe Dewberry. Oh, you gonna put that out there? Gonna blow up his spot? Well, he likes to have a nice private French toast. Yeah, Where's your no. respect for his privacy? <laughs> the man just wants some crepes. Like, why? <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like Cafe Dewberry is like it's like well known. I don't know. That's a well known NBA um, breakfast place in Portland for everybody. Yeah, uh, who'd like to go there and gawk at people? But I... <laughs> oh, now the paparazzi are going to be all over. Yeah, just like going to Cafe Dewberry. Well, to take a picture of Romar eating. <laughs> eggs <laughs> did you go there once? i've seen romar there yeah <laughs> oh gosh the ex-coach of the huskies now assistant at arizona oh he is mm-hmm. got hired someone was uh i i don't remember who it was but i saw someone on twitter suggest that he will be an assistant on the celtics if they draft markel fultz lorenzo yeah why the guy who did not utilize Fultz. Well, just to have him around as a relationship, just because he almost like, a, you know how like they do nah. with college coaches. Yeah. No, I think, but if we're going, Fultz, are, can we talk about the draft on this? Or is yeah, no. We stepped on toes. No. I don't want to step on any toes. Do you have any other draft guests Oh, we up? will, but that's oh, not yeah, going to, that's not going to interfere with like, I, yeah. I thought a lot of this was going to be draft takes anyway. Good, I got because I because I, I know that you I know that you especially have a lot of draft thoughts. Yeah, um, and I'm a freelance draft consultant for hire. Still haven't committed to any you know one organization or another. My services so Seth is a consultant. I am available. Draft for that. Kings, if draft you're listening. <laughs> I, w- I work with more teams. Help them filter. You know. Um, you don't work with royalty. You you really like to. You know, I use my special precognitive abilities uh, projection system, where I visualize the future and and arrange my draft board accordingly. It's a very unique talent I have uh, in the psychic realm. Oh, we got, what are we oh, talking about? So uh, Joe Klein's Fultz, hit him in range. Joe, Joe Klein is, is <laughs> really bringing it. Just letting you guys kept keeping you guys up, up to date. <laughs> Joe uh, Klein. Sweet 17-footer. It was nice. I love Fultz. Uh, I don't think that him and Ball, to me, is that close uh, because of what Fultz brings defensively. And if you watched Fultz, I know UW was such dog shit this year, but he that team was so – I mean, so first of all, Romar has a rep for lately, in like the last five years, for not really preparing his teams for success, right? They're putting all these guys in the NBA. Their teams have been dog shit. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, Goss leaves because he said he wanted to go somewhere that where the coaching staff prepared the team for success was what he said in an interview. Damn. So um, that's so, that's really bad. So Fultz <laughs> is there uh, on this team that doesn't fit his talents at all, and his his numbers are incredible. For like teams are basically just worrying about him. Mm-hmm. There's not much he can do. His numbers were incredible, and the the eerie thing to me about him is like how good his step backs are because you don't really see that at the college level very much not yet anyways of guys who like like a Kyrie or James Harden they can it's not just like calling it a step back is even not right because they can step like to the side Mm -hmm. they can do that and he just hits those shots very easily I think one of I've heard people kind of that think ball would be a better number one pick 
I don't think so. Um, but I do think part of that, how I could see people thinking that, is because Fultz has that style of game where he looks like casual when he's playing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like is this used to piss people off about Ben Simmons too? Is it kind of looks like he's not? It looks like he's not trying, but he's just. He's just killing it, and that, that's just kind of like how his body looks when he plays. Is mm-hmm. it looks like he's like he's relaxed. He's at like yeah, going at like half speed almost, but he's just crushing on and both ends. To me, what makes him a better prospect than Ball is that the defense, his defense is already really good, and the way he shoots, I could see him actually playing like one or two. Like I think he could actually play off the ball. Uh, that's all like theoretical because I think he's had the ball in his hands his entire life. But um, he's a shit. I love Markel Fultz. He just made a very bad college decision. Hey, I'm I I I uh, I mean I've seen the little bit I've seen of Fultz. I didn't watch him that much. It was, in college. Has, it was so hard to watch that Washington team last season, man. <laughs> Ugh, just disgusting. Yeah, and I, I I never I didn't watch any like actual Washington games. Uh, I saw him at Hoop Summit, but mm-hmm. like that's all I remember. Where he was insane. He looked yeah. awesome. Yeah, he was dope. He had a great game. Uh, as far as the Blazers, who? What's your Blazers draft take? Well, the three first round picks, fifteen, twenty, twenty six, right? Yeah, fifteen, twenty, twenty six. No second rounders. No second rounders. Which the good thing is, I think. Um, I think Neil can hopefully take a year off from drafting a bouncy white guy. Uh, so no Zach Collins for you? <laughs> no, there's nobody really in their range that fits. I have a, I'm just throwing this out there, folks. Uh, you know, take it for what it's worth. But I think Neil, much like myself, uh, tends to get seduced by bouncy white basketball players. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we're gonna go into the discussion of the all white. Let's talk about. Team. I mean, so I my advice, my hope is that Neil just takes a year off from drafting some athletic white guy that can kind of seduce him. I think we got. I mean, look, he's got Connaughton. Look, no, Layman, Plumley. So the second, Myers Leonard. So the second player he drafted for the Blazers was Myers Leonard. Right, and then we had technically the next year he drafted Jeff Wiley. Yes, because he traded him for Robin Lopez. And then, uh, I think the next year, maybe he took a year off. <laughs> he didn't find any. Right. <laughs> then the next year, we have... Well, they had they brought Victor Claver in. Then, then we, we're signing Claver, we're signing Freeland. Freeland. Then we're, we're getting to... Uh, eventually, we get to... I think is it even a, a year or two after that, Pat Connaughton shows up. Connaughton and Plumley in the same and year. And Plumley. Who's yeah. also very bouncy. Bouncy. And then we get to uh, Jake Lehman last year. Yes, who's very bouncy. He's very bouncy. Has, had some great so I think, I think if you look at the the pool of bouncy white prospects, I think the Blazers are overrepresented, are, are, taking, are scooping them up in an overrepresentational <laughs> way. Because <laughs> if that's like 1% of prospects, and the Blazers, it's like, six percent of the guys neil was signing that's six times the you know that's over representation and plus you know we got three three on the team this year and i mean if he takes another one i mean like dame has a big enough job as it is you know what i mean it's like just 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 take a year off so you're not advocating 
to trade for Jason Smith. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Correct. A year off. A okay. year off. Just All right. A year off. Hey, uh, that's that's a take. And thank you. It's a hot one. It's a hot one. Uh, the, the, the point you make about the representative sample of all the available bouncy white players being on the Blazers is something that I had never really thought of before because they do kind of have a, a monopoly on that skill set. Yes, they do. Oh man. When, you know, so when Pat Connaughton jumped like 87 inches at the combine with his vertical which the rumor was that was a mismeasurement yeah no there, there's the rumor about the pat content vertical is that it, it was definitely sure it was definitely a little over exaggerated because, at, because there was something the rumor i've heard that i've never seen like backed up with data was that at, at a, a prior measurement he was like at 38 or 39 inches which is a really high vertical but then at the combine he jumped like 45 or it was like 46. 44 it was like 44 44 I think. Which is like is it close Nate to, Robinson territory. Yeah, yeah. It was close to like a combine record. Yeah. So it's like, all right, either he's the can jump higher than everybody but like two people in history. Or they fucked something up yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, but when I saw that number come in, I'm like, oh God, Neil is going for this guy. <laughs> this is gonna be <laughs> a trailblazer. I mean you. in his defense <laughs> oh, though, shit. like the fact that he was able to get two players, even if one of them was you know, Connaughton, who never really played much. Who might be good. I who no might respect. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like, saying that's like, what... Who uh, might stick in the league, might end up on, like, a free agent contract somewhere else. But, like, uh, I mean, he ended up with two players out of that trade for Steve Blake and Ronda Hallis-Jefferson, mm-hmm. who may or may not. I mean, he's... Ronda Hallis-Jefferson, like... Is, he seems like he's a fine player. He'll be a fine rotation. He'll player. be like a good rotation player on like a good team, but Brooklyn's just not good, so he doesn't really yeah. get to show like what he could do in terms of value. Uh, so, do you think Jay Z merch though? <laughs> I think Jay Z's gone. I think oh, he's he not. He sold out. He's he? sold out already. Yeah, because he wanted to become a sports agent. Oh, that was, that, oh my god! Because he rep his agency reps Kevin Durant. Well, that's a better. Um, yeah, that's way more fun than owning the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> <laughs> just ripping Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's way more fun just than owning to... like three percent of the Nets or whatever. Yeah, yeah this terrible fucking team. deal. <laughs> yeah, giving just... their number one pick away for fucking Paul. <laughs> and Pierce. I think honestly, he only did it for a while so he could like try and get them to sign LeBron. And then once they didn't sign LeBron, he was like, all right. Forget it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go hang out with the players instead. He knows because that's to what move I on. wanted to do in the first place. Jay Z knows when to move on. Yeah. Uh, so do you think? I think Lonzo is definitely going to the Lakers. Yeah. I mean that has to happen. Yeah, that seems like it would. Although I think it would be very hilarious if it doesn't happen. It would be, and I'm sure. Then no, Lonzo look, would fall. I think quite a bit. If the, I, I think I think I think there are teams. I, I mean I mean. He's really good, but I think there is the risk that he falls if the Lakers don't take him. If the Lakers don't take him, I would. Like how far? Like we're talking. I mean, I don't Aaron, think I don't think like he could fall. I don't think. I mean, like, that would be absurd. I don't think that would happen. I think someone in like the top ten, like, like if he fell to number five, like Sacramento is totally going to oh, take yeah. him. Like, so like because they need a point guard. So it's like I mean. They need a big baller. Big yeah, they, baller need, they need a big baller in Sacramento. I would like because I know go, that for the Golden One Center, the big <laughs> baller brand store in the Golden One Center. 
I know that LeVar Ball, some, like, the networks have him. They're going to have a, him on camera. Like, they're going to have the LeVar Ball interview ready to go. God. They're, like, going to check in with his son, and then they're going to go straight to LeVar right. Ball so he can say something crazy. Uh, it, that's just all they use it for. They just, like, all the... <laughs> and net- if he fell to, like, Sacramento, I would be excited to watch the LeVar, LeVar versus Vivek. <laughs> I would sign up. I would, I, I would like make a league pass would become even more valuable. So you could see like, like the first, like Sacramento's announcers are, are like really good. And like, and they'll get mad at the Kings and like all the, during the game. Like I would love to see their announcers try to deal with and dance around Lavar Ball, like, like, like Lavar Ball says something, and like Jerry Reynolds and uh, what's his name, the the play by play guy, I forget his name, Grant Napier. They, they're these guys are just kind of like kind of cranky sometimes. I mean, dealing with Lavar Ball would be so funny. That's just one thing, but that would be great. And Vivek Ranadive and and Vlade. Well, I think you know I read that article that a lot of agents don't let their clients work out for the Kings because they don't want the Kings to draft their player because they're <laughs> representing their play. They, they're representing their player's best interests. And they're like, you can't go to Sacramento because you're just going to never be heard from again. Like Ben, La- Ben McLemore style. Ben McLemore's been trying to get traded for like, <laughs> like you're just trapped for, for like a solid two, two years now, maybe three. He's been trying to get traded to another team. It, it's, it everybody there like. should be. I mean, um, the fact that Boogie has his like places so much importance on loyalty and was willing to stick around through their shit, they messed that up. And they traded him, yeah, for Buddy Heald. The fact that he was actually okay being there, oh, and he's as good as he was. Yeah, Sam Cassell comes Sam. to the line. Oh, it's the alien at the line. Two S's, two L's. Nobody shoots in a crowd like Sam Cassell. Oh, Sam Cassell that. doing the, the the Chris Paul move yeah. that that he always does, stopping in front of a guy. Yeah, so I guess Chris Paul stole that move from Sam Cassell. AC Green, there's a great Oregon athlete. Yeah. Where, where was he? In? He's from Portland, He's from right? Portland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Went to OSU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back when Oregon State was Oregon the State cream was of the, the crop in basketball. For basketball. And Gary Payton was the last of that, the last Oregon Oregon State. State. He went to Oregon State National Player of the Year, and that was like the last time they were good. Oh man, I would have loved a young Gary Payton, Mm -hmm. who's obviously better than ever, just talking shit, yeah, tearing kids up on the court. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They gonna call me the glove. (laughs) They gonna call me the glove in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so. One of the big stories that I talked about yesterday on the podcast was Paul George didn't make All NBA, so, so he can no longer get the massive, massive contract, supermax, the supermax contract, and it seems like the prevailing like wisdom is they have to trade him because if they keep him He's and he doesn't get All NBA, they will lose him for nothing. He won't want to stay. And everyone, and he wants to go to the Lakers, is what everyone's saying. Like that's the that's the big rumor. I'm of the opinion that 
Portland doesn't have like the worst package though. If you're scared to lose him for nothing, Portland's already in a position where they're capped out. Not that even Indiana. I don't even know if Indiana. What are they fine. giving them in your mind? Three picks and Alan Crabb. Harkless. Harkless Aminu. Harkless Aminu. Literally every wing. Their picks in whoever they literally, want. Literally every wing, every wing should be on the table. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're like, okay, here are these young guys that are on, like, like Harkless is on a pretty good contract for the next three years yeah. to be a wing, playing around Miles Turner. Maybe you convince them that Myers could be a backup and he needs a change of scenery. You know, I don't know. And and you and the trade I came up with is you, you also offer to take long term money off their books, so you say we'll get we'll take Al Jefferson off your hands because yeah. what are you doing with Al Jefferson, and or like C J Miles, like I, I think that and then because those are guys in the age range that are not in Miles Turner's age range. I love it. I'd love Paul George to be a on the Blazers. That'd be the shit. I mean, then they'd have like their first their four guys would be incredible because. Everyone's saying that the Lakers aren't going to give up the guys because they think they can just sign him anyway. But I think it's Portland is in a position where they need to take a risk because, like, either they're gonna get—I mean, they're either going to like probably maybe still be like a mid forties win team, right? Or they can risk going on Paul George and being good and having success and convincing him to stay. So far, I'd I'd like to think that they could put something like that together. So far, though, Neil hasn't been a risk guy. Yeah, he's been absolutely like all of his moves are value based for the most part, except for last year where he paid a lot of money to Turner. But like even re-signing their free agents, right, was like a value thing because you're either you weren't going to be able to replace those guys at those prices because you weren't going to have enough cap space. Right. I think this is what I would love: the Celtics. So. If, if a team ever in, like, in the modern times, if there's ever a situation where a team would trade the number one pick, mm-hmm. I think this could be it, where the Celtics trade it somehow in a deal for Paul George. Um, because, you know, they got a good backcourt. If they believe in it, they want – their main concern is going to be LeBron, right? Like, someone made a point that Mark – like, Fultz – doesn't get the Celtics past LeBron James. It's true. Like a, a good point guard. I, I think maybe some of the thinking is, though, that Fultz takes you past LeBron James's prime. Yeah, that's the thing. They're, they're punting on this team. Basically. Which is the which had the best record in the East. I don't think punting was the wrong word there. I don't know. I'm not a football guy. Well, they're uh, punting the on is, championship contention. I think yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 Just saying, like, not now. Well, we have it for later. And then hopefully, we'll get ours last. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it back, and we'll have we'll have a nice. shot. I mean, that's what I would be asking if I was Indiana or Chicago. But like also, if I had Jimmy Butler or Paul George, I'd be like, I think I Fultz want the number be, one pick. I think Fultz might be down with it because I I heard that also agents aren't really hyped about sending another of their top talents to to Boston, Boston where they're not going to get as much playing yeah. time, and where they're just going to. Be like Jalen Brown, you know. Well, that's what I, I was. I was like, I saw yesterday. Stevens started Gerald Green again, and obviously LeBron killed them anyway. But I felt like, what are they doing? Are they trying to like drive down interest in Jalen Brown and not play him because he's clearly like when you watch he's him good. on the court, he's clearly on another level than all their other wings. Yeah. 
and he just doesn't get the opportunity at all. And it's like it's almost like they're self-sabotaging the value of him so that teams don't ask about him or something. I don't know. Yep. But uh, no, I, I I think Portland should definitely try to be getting Paul George and put everybody on the table except for Dame, CJ, and Nurkic. Like, yeah, they have a good. Uh, it's an interesting. This is a probably a big moment where they can make something happen that really matters with these three picks. Yeah, this is what because they're know? not going to have any cap space in the future. So like, if they're going to trade for like another star player or something or someone who's close to a star. Like, not even maybe Paul George but or Jimmy Butler, but, like, I don't know who else. But, like, they could get – I don't know. I'm just trying to think. If they can get another impact player, like, I don't think there's going to be a better time than having three picks in the draft. And they can't – you can't develop three – You can, I don't think you can be a good team and develop three, Wait. like, good potential players at one time. So, it's like, they don't need three more rookies – they can't fit them into yeah. their team. They're not going to be able to give them the ball ever. Like CJ and Dame are going to have ball all the time. You know, they're not going to get. I, so if they if they keep if they have to keep these picks, it'd be fun if they they use the they use the last one on like Di- a Diallo type, like just a high potential like really raw. Oh uh, uh, oh yeah, the guy because he he's the one who broke the new vertical record, right? Amadou Diallo. I don't think he broke it. I think he's like second all time, but. Diallo, he did the best in this class, though. Yeah, he's didn't play college basketball. He enrolled at Kentucky in January. Graduated something with his graduation schedule, so he enrolled at Kentucky as just as a student. But he was practicing. He got to practice against all their guys. Uh-huh. And the idea was he will play on their team next year. So if his draft feed, if he thinks his draft stock isn't high enough, then he'll, he'll go. go. He'll just go play for Kentucky. Kentucky. But because of the how his age falls and how he technically graduated high school more than a year ago he's draft eligible as an 18 and a half year old because he turns 19 this calendar year yeah and so he's super raw but he's like a he's a guard at six five his wingspan is six eleven. so his wingspan is uh so justin jackson from the tar heels who's yeah. like known as a lanky small forward like a, a long small forward right yeah because he's tall and skinny right and so he has the same so Diallo has the same wingspan of like a a long small forward, uh, and then his his vertical was like forty four and a half inches. They had to bring in another person to hold up a higher thing because he was maxing out the oh, vertical this. So he's got like that buzz. He's got buzzy. This is usually like there's always one combine story that kind of like blows up. It's kind of like the legend of some guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then that. So I think he's gonna get taken because he's because he's got kind of this cool story around and the measurables are measurables yeah uh but he's i mean he's raw and he's only played high school basketball but hey why not well uh i think i want to talk about another guy that you like a lot who is pretty raw as well who's a big combine story michael dirty i like it raw uh terrence ferguson yeah terrence ferguson ferg I love Terrence Ferguson. The one time I've seen him play basketball was at the Hoop Summit when he was the MVP. I don't think they do an MVP of the Hoop Summit, but he was – that's the only game I've ever seen him when he just crushed the Hoop Summit um, for Team USA. So he was he committed to Arizona, goes to the Hoop Summit, crushes it, and these representatives from an Australian basketball league team that came to watch him give him this offer 
for like basically they said it's all these incentive based and stuff but what i read it works out to like five hundred thousand dollars all right so their thing was come to adelaide australia for five hundred thousand dollars for a year instead of going to arizona to play basketball and you'll still be a first round pick and you still because all the scouts like the scouts the nba people know who he is at this point like they're not going to forget about him if he just goes away for a year so he went over there and he didn't he his numbers aren't good. He didn't play a lot. He wasn't a big part of their team, but that's because the team knows he's just there for a year. So they're not like interested in his long-term development. And the Australian, it's still a pro league. Those are Yeah, yeah. Those are like 28-year-olds who've been playing pro. He's like you know? he went to like an NBDL league. Johnny Flynn but... played in the Australian league for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Adelaide is a cool place. They got dolphins. You know, it's like one of those pre-planned I mean, cities it's, it's that got like a, a great, cool layout. It's like a great gig for a year. Like, yeah, 500 grand tax-free. Free? If I give you his place? Yeah. So that's what he did. So, But he, if you look at his numbers, I think he averaged like five points a game or something. But, yeah, he was coming off the bench. But, hey, he's practicing against better players than he would face in the NCAA probably they're, yeah. they're at least physically better his, like his high, i watched his highlights from the australian league and he still had like he hit that he has a gr- really quick release on his three yeah and he gets up like he has he would like he would like you know take like one dribble two steps and then just like cock it way back like you know like i mean kind of like you know how lebron does it when he cocks it all the way to the side like i'm not saying he's like lebron but i'm just saying the way he dunks he can get that full extension thing yeah he's big yeah hammer dunk he's like a big guard he'd be great for the blazers because potentially he's a good defender because he just having someone who's big and physically capable to help with dame and cj yeah uh, to help on defense would be great well he has that next level quickness that like uh, most guys in the blazers don't have i feel like yeah that real live athlete yeah what Um, number were you thinking he would go 20 or 15 or 20 i think in the mocks he's like late 20s or early 20s yeah right now. um but i mean he's 19 and it's like i i was thinking about in the hoop summit and stuff that i've read about him too is they're not sure he can like penetrate with the ball you know basically run not, a pick and roll not totally sure he can pick and roll penetrate like basically dribble you know <laughs> but he has a great shot and he's athletic as hell and he's big so what that sounds like to me is just a cheaper Alan Crabb. Right. And he's like, that just sounds like a cheaper Alan Crabb. So you cheaper can try- Alan Crabb. And he's, I mean, he's more athletic than Alan Crabb. So he, so I think they definitely need, they definitely need, I think, I mean, I think everyone has looked at this, like whatever happens this summer, like whether they get, you know, uh, they can trade for a, like a proven player or that's better than what they have now on the wing or get just a, a younger, cheaper alternative to crab and Turner. I think that is, is what they need to do because they got a big, they got, I feel like their bigs are pretty solid. Like they could use a third big because Ed Davis is going to be a free agent. And it seems like, you know, you know, Myers Leonard's still here and maybe they right. keep him, but you know, it, it doesn't seem like he's necessarily part of the plan long term right yeah you know, they're gonna need another cheaper big who's not gonna you know cost a lot of money because they're gonna want a backup so uh but i think they need another wing and like getting a guy who's like a cheaper more athletic version of crab you know obviously not proven but yeah maybe i mean he's 19 so that's 
Theoret- that's the theoretical. Like if you're projecting yeah. him as that, and he might take a couple years before he's what Crab is now. Right, which is it took Crab. Like it's the same thing. Like he Crab was like sitting behind Batum, not really right. playing at all. Um, but I honestly think, I mean, this summer, yeah, this is the summer that they should do something big. I think because they have three picks, and I think pretty much everybody should be on the table. Uh, as yeah, much they, as, as as good as Harkless was this year, as good as you know, Crab has been like they could just with that their picks. It wouldn't be if they end up keeping them. Just taking whoever they think the best player is at each pick is probably fine because I don't think it's this year the way at least the mocks look. It's not really going to be a guard, uh, at least not a point guard. So it's mostly wings and bigs this year mm-hmm. at the, those parts in the draft. So I think it's fine if they just want to take. Just take whoever's good because they just need better players. I feel like one of the problems the Blazers got they got Damon, CJ, and Nurkic, and then they got a bunch of guys that would be a really good like seventh or eighth man. But that's like what all their other guys are. Yeah, none of them can create their own shot. None of them can like get their own thing for themselves. And, right. And and it, it's it's pretty yeah it it gets uh really hard sometimes to you know to count on them when. Damon CJ don't have the ball. Uh, yeah, like Ike Anik Anik Bogu is that how you say his name from UCLA? He that to me he that makes a lot of sense with their fifteenth pick. Uh, what about what, what about OG? Yeah, him too. Yeah, just like the big he's he's more of a wing, right? I don't know how to pronounce his last name. O, OG Anunu boy, I think mm-hmm. is his name. Indiana, right? Yeah. Yeah, anybody. I mean, pretty much. There's been they a, just they just got to upgrade their overall talent. Do you think Donovan so, Mitchell is an upgrade? No, because he is more of a combo guard, I believe. Right? I I mean, I think so because he's six three. I mean, he has a long wingspan, but he's like yeah, but he's a combo guard. I don't know if they need a they don't need a guy like that. I don't think they do either. And I don't know if he would fall to them anyways. You know, Justin Jackson is there too, probably mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, who would be fine. That's not a very splashy pick, because, mm-hmm. and he's he's probably you know he's older than a lot of the prospects. So I think we got to get into because I think we got to get into the all white. Oh, we teased team. it at the beginning, and Nick and Nick and Nick has been Nick has been Nick has been patiently waiting, simmering. So I, yeah, I think the sun, having the Suns on in the background is fitting because I've thought about this. The most the the NBA team with the most athletic whites. Has I been think the Suns is is usually the Suns are right there. Or the Mavericks, or the Jazz, or the Jazz. Uh, but I think the Portland has had some Portland. good Kiki Vandaway. Kiki Vandaway. Uh, uh, going names. back away. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's kind of the most. That's kind of the. I mean, Danny Ainge was on, but we already went over the fact that you don't think Danny Ainge qualifies. Danny, Danny Ainge just hit a beautiful, tough turnaround jumper. Yeah, did you see that? Changing your mind? No, I mean, I understand. He's a boom. Oh, ooh, that patience. (laughs) Yeah, he's great. But I mean, I'm talking really. I think I'm just talking about bounce here. Right. You're talking about bouncy white guys. You're talking about the guys that you don't want Neil O'Shea to draft this year. (laughs) I'm talking about the guys that that Neil O'Shea would love. Right. You know, that Uh, we all that we all love. Or I mean, but or or, or maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, they're always a, a joy to see. 
are, 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 <laughs> so, are they always Detroit? Well, they're usually. So I have a, another theory here. We're getting into a lot of my racial theories. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about head shapes. <laughs> um, uh, um, that because when an, to me when an American white prospect pops up who's very athletic, who that's his thing. They seem to be like kind of raw skills wise. They they're never like refined basketball players. Kind of like Chandler Parsons a little bit. Chandler Parsons, um, well, because might I mean, not he, be the best example. I mean, he had shooting, but he didn't really have anything else except for like straight line drives That's right. and, and threes. Like, I mean, um, he wasn't like a guy you could be like, let's ISO Chandler Parsons. Yeah, and I think about like Joe Alexander when you're in the combine, he was rated the most athletic on all the measurables. Yeah, Joe Alexander. <laughs> And, you know, he, he's like, he plays in Israel now, but he was just like a pretty raw dude they, skill-wise. What they would always call pure talent. Pure, t- just, just pure raw talent. Raw, yeah. pure talent. Um, Birdman, Anderson, kind of like that. You know, I think... Did they, he retire? We were talking about I think he just night. did. Well, he, yeah. He, he got injured. He right? hurt. He was on the Cavs. He, he was on the Cavs, yeah. too. Yeah. Because, like, LeBron, because he he's got that LeBron relationship. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and so, but he hurt. He got hurt, and then they LeBron. Tr- he's. Per- I think I talked about this last night. My theory is LeBron loves freak talent because he knows that in the playoffs that that can win you a game. Mm-hmm. The other just, team just can't. All their scouting and preparation, yeah. and they just can't account for like that. Birdman swats like two and a half shots. Yeah, like yeah, every. Yeah, yeah. Right. Ten five minutes or whatever, or know, that right. Kyle Korver can shoot when he's wide open and is the best shooter. Mike like, Miller, yeah, Mike Brian Miller. Miller would... Yeah, he loves J.R. Smith. He loves a guy that will like make a different. Can make a who's just raw talent can make a difference. Or Robert in a big Jagger moment. just come in, more just than, knock down more shots. than guys yeah. who like yeah, yeah. like it. He he doesn't love a guy that like his thing out there is he doesn't mess up. No, he, he, he likes a guy that will mess up if that same guy can like win you a game. Like J.R. Smith carried them. In game seven for a few minutes. Yeah, no. He scored like 12, 11 or 12 points. In the second half, like right as soon as the game started, it was tight. I think, I don't remember if they were, I think they were down. I think, I think the Cavs were down at halftime and JR came out and scored like six points in a row or something like that. And yeah. Yeah. He loves, he loves talent more than guys who like get by by not fucking up. Who just like, you know what I mean? No, I know what you. I know the, exactly what the you guys mean. that can make something happen on their own because they have that talent. Level. Well, I think also part of it too is that LeBron is uniquely qualified to absorb that risk because all of the stuff that he does it can erase. Great point. Right. It's like I don't care if J.R. Smith fucks up sometimes because I'm going to make I up. Can cover up yeah, for yeah. that. I can cover up. I got this. And I'm just going to make sure that they only have their best moments. Like yeah, he wants a high ceiling more than a high floor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's honestly, like, why I think that – I mean, I don't think the Cavs, like, this is the best Cavs team I've ever seen. Like, they're way better than they were last year. Think so? They're dominating I can't tell if the East is just worse. Oh. The the Raptors were were better this year. But I feel like maybe, like, if – I don't know. It could be that the Cavs are way better than they were last year. Or there's just some kind of mental dominance that happened where they just like nobody really feels like they can beat LeBron and the Cavs. Uh huh. So, you, um, oh hey, we got a record in this game. Kevin Johnson. Kevin Johnson most free throws without a miss. I don't know if any team in history has ever lost a game because of Kevin Johnson. No. Kevin Johnson's bringing it every night. Yeah, he was good. Kevin Johnson having a good night. 
you're, you're probably going to win. Probably going to win. You're probably going to win. Hey, the worst. Not uh, tonight, though. No, no. Well, you're going up against. Hakeem. You're going against Hakeem. You're going against the dream. The dream of the of the repeat. Yeah. And you fought hard, but it's. It's, it's just, amazing where all these people ended happen. up. Kevin Johnson became a crooked mayor. Really? Yeah. yeah. Mayor, mayor of, and, disgraced mayor of Sacramento. Yeah. An alleged. Fucking Sacramento. And he kept the kings there. Yeah. What a bastard! <laughs> Get him Kevin out. Johnson. Yeah, they should have been. Turned. They, they should he be. Was so they nice. should. They should be in Seattle. But should, yep. Oh, yeah. Kevin Johnson's fault. Mm-hmm. The return of the Sonics. Mm-hmm. He stopped keeping. He blocked it. What an, He's uh, also pretty sketch. Pretty sketch. Yeah. He just had one of the Kevin worst. Johnson. Just one of the worst fan times I've ever seen. <laughs> what was that? it? No. It was the. It was literally the alphabet A B C all the way down H I K J in quotes. Oh. And that was it. Oh, that was god. the sign. Oh god, the nineties, man. Nineties. <laughs> that got on TV. That got a... back in ninety five. Our signs are way more creative. Nobody now. had the internet. You weren't trying to be a meme with your sign back then. Yeah, you exactly. Trying to show, I love Kevin Johnson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is He's my more... favorite player. Yeah. You weren't doing KJ for... team. <laughs> Just hold up team. I was watching an old. Uh, I was watching the video of Scottie Pippen dunking on Patrick Ewing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the playoffs, and as soon as that happened, they cut to someone in the crowd that has a sign that says "Basketball, not football." <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> and that was the sign. <laughs> that was it. Like that was that was all it was. <laughs> the mid '90s, like, okay. man, were a really bad time <laughs> for signs. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. All the bad things the internet has done, it, it really has raised the bar for signs at sporting events. It was probably, it was probably like the, the beginning, truthfully, the beginning of signs. It was like in the this 80s. This is the beginning of signs. It was like, or in the 70s and 80s when you're on TV, you just went for the game. You didn't really think about getting on TV. <laughs> yeah. It was nice if you did. 90s, we, we, we've been raised with TV now. Now I want to be part of the show. Now I want to be on but TV. But I, I, I don't have enough uh, wisdom and uh, game experience to really get really get good creativity going the so craft saying, isn't hey. developed yeah. i'm just saying hey what's up what's up and then, <laughs> then, the, then the attitude era wwf really brings in that's the pinnacle true. of signs that's great signs yeah, yeah. and then point. now it's then it went down and now it's kind of gone up but everyone just wants to be now it's too far yeah it's now too it's advanced too far. yeah i mean there there's too much there's too much i mean the the signs that they had like for instance the, the best example of like signs going too far was game five of the finals last year after draymond green got suspended like all the warriors fans like had these like meme ready signs and they were like laminated and like super super silicon valley sophisticated and and it was just like guys like they totally like went on reddit and like searched for ideas for signs and it, it, it was just like, uh, it's just. Of course, that's going to be the Warriors. Too fans. thirsty, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's way too thirsty. Like anything that it just takes away if it, on your sign that says hashtag. So, like, yeah, 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 put yeah. hashtags. So, on who's on the that. starting five of the all white athlete team? Because we keep on getting sidetracked. Well, um, I want to give a special shout out because the team that has existed in reality that has it the most, I believe, from my diligent research. Right. I spend all my time in this. I got it's like a beautiful mind in my apartment. With all these pictures. You, you have this white. Mar- you have this white marker on on yeah. your window with like Tom Chambers. I don't sleep. I don't sleep and, yeah. right, right, right. Tom Chambers is in the middle, and then there's like lines spiraling out. Like Paul Westfall, <laughs> one that just goes all the way back to George Mikan. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, uh, <laughs> and I think I sh- a, a special shout to the 1989 Phoenix Suns because they had Tom Chambers, who if we did a white, a bouncy white basketball player Hall of Fame, Tom Chambers like has his own wing. It's probably called the He's Tom like, Chambers Hall of Fame. Yes, actually, totally. uh, because I mean, I mean he didn't he, he he won the dunk. He was All Star MVP once. He didn't win the dunk contest. He has the Did greatest he? dunk, the greatest in-game great, dunk of all great, time. I would, I would hold off on that because I think Vince Carter jumping over that guy in the Olympics is my favorite in-game Wait. dunk. I don't count. You don't count the Olympics, though. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of like that is kind of like. I also like. like, I, he, like he did a badass dunk on the playground once. I also like. like yeah, I mean, no, it's, <laughs> I love Mark Jackson getting knees in his throat as much as the next guy. <laughs> But, but it, it lifted him though. Yeah, it, and you can see it happening in in real time. That's he's, incredible. He's floating parallel, hits Mark Jackson, goes then raises up in the air even more and comes down over the rim. He's looking down. Yeah. at the rim. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, and it it, it, it really is. So the '89 Suns, the high point of white athleticism. That's true. I won't. I won't argue. That's with the that. logo. That's like if a white that guy should won be the, the 100-meter dash. He's the Jerry West of the bouncy white guy. Yeah, he really is. Yes. That's the logo. That is exactly right. It's like, remember this? Remember that this happened one time? <laughs> but, but, your, but your definition of like them being able to uh, tomahawk on people, what about guys who like – But, oh, just to tie that up for uh, – Oh, right, right. Thunder Dan, Dan Marley's rookie season, also on that team. So I think that gives oh. them this team a special – Thunder player. Dan – Great, add some gravitas like, to it. Yeah, right. Fair right, enough. Anyways, as you were saying, uh, but like guys who who couldn't dunk, like like Steve Nash, might he might not he might Great not basketball be able to, player. Not might not be able to dunk on you, but yeah, he could do like the, the two sport. I could I could see Steve Nash doing parkour videos right now. Like the guy, the guy's got athleticism <laughs> pulling yeah. out of him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure him and or what about uh, what about someone you know? What about a little man? And a professor. <laughs> hey, Salem's finest. Salem, I'm, 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 see? From, I'm from. Well, he's from Kaiser, actually. But oh boy, it's but it's, <laughs> it's basically the Kaiser. It's basically the same. Salem and Kaiser. Wow. Uh, I mean, there. I mean, we have the same school district. Okay. All right. So that's, culturally similar. Yes, culturally, <laughs> culturally similar. Salem and Kaiser, but the professor, <laughs> professor is a great athlete. To have that hand-eye coordination that he has is sure. I mean, and he's helping people right now with his power gloves. Yeah, he's selling power gloves. These ads keep coming up on my Facebook page. That <laughs> really? He's endorsed this product. It's these gloves that cost $70. They're called Power Hands? Power I, hands. I think I know. I've seen them. With a Z? Power yeah, hands they're with like, a Z. They're like, they're like these things that make the ball slippery. Is so that you, what they do? Why would no, they so the Blazers, I remember Wesley Matthews, when I was a beat writer, I would see Wesley Matthews, like, after practice, he'd wear these gloves. And they would like the balls. Would, the ball would like slip out of his hands, but he would work on his handle, like wow. with so they these force gloves. You to build up and... like strength around like here and like I guess wow, man. Oh. to like look, so that when you actually dribble the ball, it basically feels like it's sticky to you. Okay. So that you have like maximum handle. It's kind of like I feel like the idea is like you, like when in baseball. People are in the on deck circle with the donut. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's kind of like that same concept of okay. dribbling. Oh man! So power hands. I think we're all on board now. I think 
Power Hands is looking to sponsor a pod. Let's get this Power Hands sponsor. Yo, I, I, I'm definitely down to get the Power Hands sponsorship. Have yeah, the, the professor, professor on? Yeah, the professor wants to come in. Talk I mean, about Power Hands? I know he's always, he's, he'll stop at any LA Fitness and anyone wants to challenge him at <laughs> yeah. it, Well, so. I'll, call, I'll call you guys to come in when the professor is yeah, down to come least, on. I would love to meet the professor. I would love to meet the professor. I just saw him. He was, you know, he's kind of stuck in the culture in some ways. Like, uh, you know, I'm pretty into ball is life. It's where I get all my basketball information. This is the Ball is Life are. Twitter account. And uh, they he, they use him as a judge at the Ball is Life dunk contest. And the ball, ball is Life, as near as I can figure out, is run by, like, cool Southern California teenagers. And so they pick the professor. So they still know him. There's no way they were old enough to watch no. the and one in its prime. No. But they somehow they know the professor – Maybe they just maybe their face is just cool teens, but the peop- maybe there's some like thirty five year old behind the well, scenes. I, bet, I don't know. I Who picks to, the talent <laughs> well, for I, the judges? I bet to them he's their like OG. Yeah, like, so they must have been like ten. Yeah, yeah. So they were like right at that perfect age, actually, probably because I was a. He's like their Tony Hawk. Or that's right. yeah. I was yeah, probably like totally. eighteen, nineteen. So they were grown up yeah. with you, man, our whole lives. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like. like no, that's so. That's a great. He's like Ninja Turtles to them. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, like white chocolate is just a little bit too far out. A little too old. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A little too old. Before. Yeah, yeah. Because he he really came, like white chocolate's prime was like ninety nine, two thousand, and yeah. professors was just like a little bit later. Yeah. Who would also be in? I think in that top white athlete. I don't like watering down the term athlete like this. I like bounce. <laughs> okay, so like okay, okay, so Tom Chambers, I don't like Dan Marley, Birdman, Birdman, Brett Barry. Here's why I don't Barry, like Brett Barry. Barry is definitely on the team. Here's the problem. Here's the problem if you start bringing coordination. Bob Sura into it. Bob Sura was on the all white. Because then you're gonna have to say Larry Bird, and then you just lose all credibility as like a. Like no, I yeah, can never he, respect no, he, this no, conversation. because no. then you well, Larry Bird was a was great. He's, he's a great highly defender. coordinated. He's an amazing he's defender. Oh, smart. He's like oh jeez. Now we, we're getting into this. Well, stuff. we cut back to Phoenix. It's one oh nine, one oh eight with a minute left. Dude, I mean, like just an amazing series. Yeah, seven games like this. Barkley, and not to mention. Oh. Olajuwon, a crooked KJ, KJ the, son, the crooked the, mayor, as, as, Kevin Johnson, in, forty-five in this, career high, and 10, in this series or in these playoffs, the Rockets like they made that midseason trade for Clyde Drexler, and they like they were the sixth seed yeah, in the playoffs right. in this postseason. How much did that hurt when that happened? I don't. I, I, I mean, was I, too young. I was you too young it. too. Yeah, I mean, I don't really. I mean, I remember he got traded, but like, I he don't ever. To, I don't, ever, rem- I don't ever remember of. being mad about it. He wa- Yeah, it was one of those things where I think I remember that we kind of knew that that Blazers team was kind of done. Like they'd given it like their Terry shot. Like Terry Porter. They took and all their those. shot, yeah. and it was just not going to happen. Oh, Jesus, Terry Porter. And Clyde, yeah. we all knew like, Clyde. Clyde just really wanted a ring. And he's from he was from, from Texas. Houston. Yeah, like, you go he's from back Houston. to Houston. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, all right. Him and Hakeem were teammates. Like people weren't. I don't remember people being mad or anything. No, I think it's. I think it was. It was like one of those situations, kind of like like Kevin Garnett and like Minnesota, where yeah, like he gave ten years. Like, it's like yeah, it, he just yeah, and we know like yeah, well, they're not winning shit. So yeah, <laughs> forget it. Yeah, so it's like no, I don't think anyone really made that big of a deal about it or was mad in any way. There was no he, LeBron burning. There's no jersey burnings. No, no. no Clyde was a god in my house growing up, and I don't remember any kind of negative response to that. I remember being half like 
my good dad was him. happy for Clyde. So yeah. yeah, I think. Right. Yeah, I think my dad. Also, like in my family specifically, too, we were like, we were rocket sympathizers because Carl Herrera, uh, the first Venezuelan player ever in the NBA, was on the Rockets. Uh, he was like their energy guy the year they won in '94. He was hurt like all through the '95 oh. season and like didn't play. Uh, hence why like Pete Chilcutt is like getting minutes. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Damn Pete Chilcutt. I had Pete so I had, taking away the shine from Carl Herrera. At this time in my life, I wrote a letter to the Kevin Johnson fan club, and I got back a, a autographed like postcard of Kevin Johnson, mm-hmm. and I hung it on my wall. And it was there for years. Oh, we got Kevin Johnson ISO'd on Kenny Smith. Now we're going to a pick and roll with Chuck. No, they're going all. Oh, 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 Thunder uh, Dan. 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 Uh, off the back retired. Misses, but oh, offensive nice, board. Nice, oh, nice offensive board there. Classic so, Barkley. KJ going into the paint, uh, trying to get the foul. Thunder Dan never had any fear. No. He was a, a fun, a, a great thing about Thunder Dan was. He was the only white guy on that Olympic team that went to like Korea or something, and he was just jacking up shots. <laughs> oh, in eight in nineteen eighty, and he's all like, "Yeah, uh, that's what I it like." Was. I like Thunder Dan being my demogra- demographic representation. I couldn't ask for better. And <laughs> some like cocky fake, like some cocky tanning yeah, yeah. big athlete that's just gonna go out there and just jack shit up. <laughs> Kevin Johnson has forty five points in this game, career high. With a double double with ten assists of all things, like and I yeah I'd heard that Dan was uh the Thunder Dan was pretty arrogant or cocky. I mean, how could you not be when your nickname's Thunder, Thunder Dan? Dan. Oh, almost almost like Leitner level, where it's like everyone just assumed that he walked around like that his shit didn't stink. Yeah, and that I'm I'm here because well because I'm better than you. That's yeah. why. Yeah. So KJ splits a pair of free throws. Giving the Rockets the ball. 110 tied, 110 all with 20 seconds left. This game has already been better than the entire postseason. Yeah, yeah, of the NBA playoffs. <laughs> of the NBA playoffs. 2017. Yeah. The, I think that uh, Silverman was, I think it was Jake. I think it was Jake saying that we should just skip it all just next year. Just Let's just, just go. Just have just, the finals. Just have just two series. Yeah, maybe just have two seven-game series, series of the finals. finals. Yeah. So. Let's just have to do Cleveland, Golden State. Everybody else just rest. And like maybe maybe the Spurs, like maybe you include the Spurs just out of respect. Just until Kawhi got hurt, and then they should have just canceled the series. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's not playing tonight, by the way. So. <laughs> oh, Pop's not gonna play him. No. So. I, I think oh, here we go. Oh, skip past Mario Elliott. Is that who that is? Yep. Splat. Oh. Yeah, Mario Elliott. The legend. Yeah, with the kiss of death. I remember being very confused because he's Mario Ellie, but it's Super Mario Brothers. I was really confused about pronunciation. Because I was like, there's a Mario, there's a Mario. This was just a, uh, a window into my mind in 1995. Yeah. Those were, the, were a, the only two times I'd ever heard that name. Yeah, yeah. I can see that because you're like, well, I, that seems like a stretch. I mean, I know you want to make Mario? a thing. But, or is, should I say Mario Brothers now? Super Mario Bros. Which some people do, which is a little off-putting. Yeah. But when people say Super Mario, Mario Super I don't Mario like it. Also, this is could be, you could say, where the, the clutch... This was not Robert Ory making the shot, but clutch assist on that Did play. Robert Ory make that pass? Yeah, cross-court. You're not losing when you got Mario Elliott and Robert Ory 
and then if he is, and Kenny Smith, who yeah. also hit some big shots. They got a lot of like big shot guys on that team. This team was really kind of like the template oh, for like man. the modern. They like if you're gonna build, like if you're gonna build a team around a big man now, like it's got to be like this, like a bunch of guys you can shoot. Yes, Hakeem himself who could make a mid ranger <clears throat> and also create for himself, get a double team. Lamarcus needs to go Olajuwon tonight if they want any chance. He uh, Lamarcus doesn't look right to me physically. He looks very uh, stuck on the ground, and I think wherever his t- his timidness is coming from. I think it's got to be related to his health. He doesn't look right. They've been they were talking about that during the Houston series after because everyone was roasting him, you know, because he wasn't making shots and stuff. And uh, they showed him like and Pop has talked about like he's dealing with some kind of knee. There's something thing. Yeah. So uh, he's never been a guy who he just like doesn't get off the ground. He looks like it's hard for him to to run. And I think that's why he doesn't want to shoot because he's he's not right. He also has to play a lot harder on defense because he's asked to play center now mm-hmm. and uh, could be taken away from his offensive game. But uh, yeah, that series is over. I think we should sim to end. You guys uh, have any like gigs or anything? You guys well, want to shout out? Or do, uh, we, do we need do we a... got a time limit or something? No, because no, we... we didn't get to the white uh, team. Okay, okay, okay. Let's get to the white team. Well, let's we got three on. We got for t- sure. we know we, we know, know Chambers, Chambers and Thunder Dan. We know on. Thunder Dan are on. Okay, all right. Bob Sura, point Bob Sura. Ooh, could Bob Sura play a little point? I, I think he could. I think. I think. Six, I, I mean, what are what are what are, what are Florida what are, State? Look up some Bob Sura highlight dunks. It's, oh, he's <laughs> tough. He's like a. He was kind of a Thunder Dan type, maybe a little less talented, but a little more gritty. Yeah, he was like a big oh, Florida State. <laughs> Bob Sura. I had a Bobby Sura jersey. I think, so I think wow. he definitely he definitely has to be on the team. Um, he's on the team. Uh, me and Nick the other night, Nick brought up Rex Chapman. Yes, and I think this is a very interesting case. Like, how white is Rex Chapman? Oh, he's white. He's from Kentucky. He's I white. He was like a quarter, a quarter white. No, no, not a quarter white. I a quarter not white. Yeah, a quarter. By not the white. rules of our society, would <laughs> say he's not white. But I'm gonna say that he was white. Now we're getting into blood. Uh, no, but oh, very problematic episode uh, of the uh, Lockdown Places podcast. Sorry, but, everyone, but definitely like Brent, but Barry, not sorry, Brent, Brent Barry and Rex Chapman. Brent Barry Brent, definitely on the squad. Both of them amazing dunkers. And so Birdman has to be the center. Oh yeah, right. Birdman's right. the center. Because I'm trying to think of like well, another like you need another white one, though, shot. Birdman but, can't like, be a the white center shot blocker, game. <laughs> Um, yeah, that'd be good if we're like trying to make a good team. You need another one though, because Birdman can't all center the whole game. Bird, I like Birdman <laughs> off the bench. Yeah. Birdman. <laughs> okay, Birdman off the bench. So who's gonna? Who's but who's our like athletic? See, we can so white center. I think we've been all Americans, and I know I think we as basketball fans divide the two. Yeah. But no, that's true. They're still Caucasians. Okay. I Tony mean, Kukoc? Dan Marley's grandparents Kukoc? were like from Lithuania or something. You okay. Know? Yeah. Uh, well, then we can, yeah, and then that the that definitely expands it. I think yeah. we have to include. That's yeah, a good point. Uh, I don't know if I'd like to coach a Detlef Shrimp. Detlef Shrimp, yeah, Detlef Shrimp is Rick. Rick Smith. I'm not. I'm not letting Rick in. Not, not that athletic. Not, not that athletic either. No, 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 no. He wasn't. He no. wasn't. Um, because you know, I was. What sparked this thought in me the other week was uh, because this Nuggets team had Birdman and. Uh, Linus Klaza 
Linus, Linus yeah, Glazer, Linus Glazer, who had a couple sweet dunks. He was like a bull. He was like, he's like two hand on <laughs> right. somebody every once in a uh-huh. while. Um, I, I Andre Karolinko, I think. Is oh, on he's the a, team. he's definitely on the AK-47 team. AK forty seven is on the team. I think we get a lot of Ru- the Russians seem to produce some bouncy guys, right? They're just never that great. A lot of them was guys. Victor Kriapa bouncy. Uh, Kriapa. Mm. Gosh, look at this! This, this Rockets team is so ahead of its time. Fouling up three, like Danny Ainge, the uh, who's become a real line in who we let into this conversation. Yeah, he might he might be the litmus like, yeah, Danny Ainge or better athletically than you get in. Then you get in, because he was fast too, right? Yeah, he was he was fast. Yeah, I don't like I don't like letting the skill guys in though. So, no so like no Kyle. Okay, Mike Miller, prime Mike Miller, yeah, is definitely on the on the all the all athletic white team. Um, I guess yeah, David Lee. Uh, oh, dude, saying. yeah, dude, young David Lee, young dude, David dude, Lee young was... David. He won the dunk contest in the McDonald's All America. Yeah, he took his. I was at the college or the McDonald's. He, I, I remember the... watching this. He took he he won it by throwing an alley oop, taking off the a... court and like taking his shirt off. Oh. God, dunk contest what back a, then. Were what a dunk, classic like dunk contest, cocky white move. Well, also in, two, <laughs> in, the, in also in like the early two thousands was like a very dark time in dunk contest history. Oh, it was terrible. So many bad dunk contests at all levels. If it was, if it was it looks, for Nate Robinson, they would have fucking <laughs> called them. It they looks, just old it. dunk contests look kind of cute to look back on now. You see how far advanced just the dunks themselves have gotten. Even the attempts, like because I looked. Because Rex Chapman was in dunk con- uh, the dunk contest. Oh, yeah, dude. And it's, like, kind of funny. It's like he does a reverse dunk. Well, they, you know? <laughs> well I mean, you gotta, you can only compare something to whatever it is during in the time. time. Right, yeah. exactly. You don't put your present day on the it, it, how it was, how it was then. Like, what I still say the best, arguably one of the, the arguably the best con- dunk contest of all time, the 91 dunk contest that D. Brown won. D. Brown. With Blind Man's Bluff against Sean Kemp's that- Pope fucking... Elbow, the to, yeah, the power dunk, and Rex Chapman was in that one. Was that the famous pumps, Reebok pumps? Yeah, yeah, pump he, up his yeah. Shoes he pumped before? up his shoes. God, I great wish, moments I hope, in marketing I hope history. Re, I hope Reebok paid him a billion dollars <laughs> for like stopping to pump up their gimmick ass shoes <laughs> right before he did that. <laughs> the little fucking there basketballs on the tongue. Dude, <laughs> oh man, I had those are legendary. Man. I know. I didn't. Well, we didn't have the money for him. I got hand oh, me no. down non, not Reebok pumps. LA gear pumps. LA gear pumps. Did they light up too, or did they? Not they were all pink or oh, all man. neon green. Those okay. were their colors. <laughs> uh, LA gear really made some questionable calls. Back in, back in the, the day, day. One, one of the great gear companies of our time. <laughs> LA, uh, LA LA gear. gear. Like LA gear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who's the coach of this all white athletic team? Oh, ex player, player well, also, coach, player coach, player coach. Bill Walton? <laughs> Danny Ainge could be – how about this? Danny Ainge can be the GM. Danny Ainge is the GM. Totally. He's... I don't like – I don't know if we like – I don't Honestly, know if Bill, I like going Bill, into the front office because this is just making a racist prime. organization here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Segregated I mean, team. Is, <laughs> this is the all segregation. Like if we the NBA kept the, segregation – We just made the Hoosiers grown up. That's yeah. the whole thing. It's terrible. It's terrible. Um – Look at all those white guys on the Suns. What's going on there? That can't be an accident. 
Uh, you know, sometimes like when you could look at like pander- jazz, could be pandering to the race. Some of those jazz Arizona. teams, it's like yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, Arizona's got, yeah, got yeah, a strong racism streak. They, they, I mean, they they didn't. They were the last state to acknowledge did, MLK Day. I can't remember yeah. if they still are. Did they give that up? Do they celebrate it? No, now? they do now. It, okay. But it took them like they were the last state to it. They're like, it. no, we don't want a day off. No. Because it's for a black guy. <laughs> Welcome what a to Air- fucked up state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but hey, that was a great game. That was that was, that was, a, that was an amazing game. Um, so I think any I think a general rule: if you're a white player and you are in the NBA dunk contest, you're in. Right. So we're we're letting Rudy Fernandez in. Joe Alexander. Joe Alexander. But Joe Brett Alexander Barry. wasn't in the dunk contest. Yeah, he was. Joe Alexander was in the dunk. Really? I remember. Well, I, wait. I remember he was like vo- one of the people that you could vote in. Oh, I see. Remember, and oh. then but they vote, but Rudy Fernandez got voted in because Blazer fans stuffed the ballot box and Spanish fans too. I see. But I remember it was like there was like a pick your dunk contest person. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was one of those gimmicks of vote somebody. In. Vote yeah, somebody it was like a in. fan vote. So like there would be like three selections, and then there was like four random people that you could choose, and Rudy was one of them and got selected. I see. Rudy also got robbed in that dunk contest. He had a great dunk. He did a really cool dunk. It took him a few tries, though. It was a problem. That's yeah, a, but yeah, Birdman yeah. also... Oh, that was the... that was look, That's the worst dunk contest ever. Birdman taking 45 attempts. He, it took him like 20 minutes to get through his first attempt. Jesus. Yeah, he's not like a, a prepare-and-do-it kind of guy. Was this the one? What was the, what's the, where they they had this, the wheel and you had to recreate? I don't think this dunk was this the wheel. Oh, oh the, I forgot about which one that was. Where you had was, to recreate a yeah, classic dunk. dunk. Yes. And then they couldn't yeah. do that sometimes. And you're like, oh. yeah, it's like that's not really that type of dunker. <laughs> this past year, I didn't even watch it. It was, I mean, I didn't watch this past year's dunk contest, and it was probably by all accounts the worst one in the I didn't last see like, it ten years. It's probably the first one I haven't watched in a long time. Well, it's the it, it, the big story that came out of it was that Aaron Gordon did this dunk with a drone, but the drone like malfunctioned, malfunctioned or something. What a perfect symbol of our society, <laughs> right? Exactly. It's like that and the Oscars debacle, <laughs> like just perfect yeah. snapshots of America in 2017. Yeah. But I usually watch. I'm a dunk. I I always come out against people who say because I've heard throughout my life there's probably been five or six big cycles of the dunk contest is dead, mm-hmm. and then somebody cool does some cool shit and everybody's excited again. It's a hard. It's hard at this point. It's hard to yeah. be in the dunk contest and like mm. not let people down. And you, I think the players always look like nervous in the NBA dunk contest. That's why the college dunk contest is the shit because it's not as big as deal and the players are more relaxed. And um, you know the D League is also D League is a great great one. dunk contest. Um, and I don't know if the college one still does this or not, but the when it was sponsored by Denny's, the prize was a like a WWE style belt, oh. with just like the Denny's logo on oh, it. Oh, that's it was amazing! The shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the college one. Speaking that. of like white dunkers, the college one always finds some white freak point guard from like the Dakotas. <laughs> Who can like just throw shit down like Bounce. crazy? Yeah, because <laughs> there are a lot like there is a fair a high number of successful novelty white dunkers. I think because it plays into the novelty and they can just do that thing. Like yeah. Jordan Kilgannon is probably like the one of the very best guys who only dunks for a living. You know, yeah, he does he like does, weird crazy. He does shit. like the behind the back like he'll like catch the ball. And then go behind his back and dunk it like this with yeah, two he, hands. He does all kinds of weird 
crazy stuff. And, and like and like no too. and like no look dunks like over his head. It's crazy. He's not, that Dunk King show is actually pretty good. Yeah. And they found like these dunkers in like Poland. Yeah, like, they found like some Eastern po- Europeans that are crazy. Yeah. Yo, that's a great. I mean, I mean Porzingis probably one day oh, will be on we the put Porzingis on the Porzingis team. would probably be, should that's probably he's the yeah, starting yeah. center. That's the starting center. There it is. There it is. So we got let's recap. Who's our point guard? Bob Sura. We're, we're going we're Bob bu- Sura. We're bumping we're him down. Combo guard. Yeah. Then we got Thunder Dan. Right. Thunder Dan. Who's our three? Karolinko. Tom Chambers at the four. Tom Chambers at the four. Or we can Karolinko at the four and Tom Chambers at the three. Because okay. Karolinko is like more rugged. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. So Karolinko at the four and then at the five we have Porzingis. Porzingis. Yeah, that's pretty good. We got Birdman coming off the bench. We got Birdman or, off the or bench. Young Sabonis. Oh, we got pre falling down the stairs drunk Arvita Sabonis. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Was I, that ever I was about to say, where did, I never heard about the that. The rumor I'd heard, uh, I get a lot of word on the street basketball tidbits that I choose to believe. Right. That are unvi- unverified. Unverified, but just like kind of legend. Was that I heard that They're he, just legend. When he really started fucking up his, his health, was he was drunk and fell downstairs. And that was like the. I don't want to besmirch the man. That's just a rumor. I know. Is we, besmirch the right word? Yeah, yeah. But I, that's, I mean, that happens. You know, you're coming back from I don't judge him, yeah. senior frogs. <laughs> spring break, and you're coming back to your dorm room, and you're trying to get <laughs> You fall I've, back down the stairs. I've committed. That, <laughs> that reminds sense. me. I've committed to, so the great Lithuanian team, you know, with Sabonis. The other dream team. The other dream team, great doc. Um, and their, their deadhead logo, their yeah. tie-dyed dunking skeleton. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, this is breaking news because two days ago, mentally, I've committed to a dunking skeleton tattoo. Whoa. Oh, I'm, I'm announcing this here, so Whoa. now I have to do it. So if you see me, uh, check to see the progress on that tattoo because that'll remind me that I got to do this or I could never go out in public again. If you see me at one of my two upcoming shows next week, I'll segue into the plugs. Unless we had any more white athlete thoughts. I, as long as it can, how are we, how are we gonna work the professor into the team though? He has to be there. I'm not. See, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not I'm gonna focus out. on NBA guys. <laughs> I'm I think, I think we kind of just, like as much as I like professors from my hometown. Again, <laughs> shout out mascot or something. Yeah. No, here's what I like. I think this is a great idea that Puente has here. Is we have a traveling novelty basketball team that's also white. So we have the professor. We have Jordan Kilgannon. <laughs> <laughs> we have the Polish. We have the Polish dude from the Dunking. Oh, and you know, you know, like that. They probably wizards. have someone in Slovenia. Yeah, just um, like a traveling maybe. carnival freak show. Yeah, <laughs> novelty <laughs> basketball. They each do one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They there's a one dude, dude on the team. Who can there's talk. a dude from near where I grew up, um, who, you know, like we just played uh, against each other so just different towns mm-hmm. but then he kind of reinvented himself as this thing called super handles Ooh. and if you look him up he like had a little career going for it like super as like a traveling he guy would, he like, would do just like he does he can do like, like three, crazy like three on three yeah, tournaments yeah. and stuff like that yeah. where he's like doing shows and he he's he was classic like rural white baller uh, like he had a barn kind of thing in uh, he oh, had a court in his barn the blue chips yeah <laughs> I mean, and like, or, or hoosiers and do yeah, like oh, that's just, right yeah he's playing and developed like this crazy handle and so he toured for a while with super handle 
Super handles. Super he, handles. he would be at like the Blazers three on three. Yes. There would be like yes. an exhibition yes. where now we're going to have the kids come out and super handles. And super is handles gonna, is going to show them and they're all going to try to dribble like super eight basketballs. Stuff. Yes. You know? Well, they uh, had they had guys like that at Hoopla. Like I forget the not I forget the guy's name, but there was another guy, uh, who like who was like, there's a market for that, yeah, like yeah, the traveling yeah, totally. yeah. ball yeah, handler it's like guy. It's yeah, cool. Yeah. It's, it's throwback. Yeah, traveling ball handler. Traveling ball handler. Yes, uh, which is not not a violation in this case. Because he's, no, not, tra- he's, he's not, not 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 traveling. He's yeah. not going to get whistled. So really, I think the team that's got. The most work to do is the, the novelty bat, the traveling, the, the traveling all white novelty <laughs> yeah, basketball right, right. team. Got to get that happening. You know who might make this list one day is that white rookie from the Wizards. Um, remember what? I can't. His name is escaping me. Oh, Tom Sadoransky. Sadoransky can dunk, man. Oh, dude, I didn't know Dario Saric can also. Dario Saric can throw some down. Yeah, but these guys, these are just promising prospects at this yeah. point. They yeah, really they're not on the team yet. Like they got to prove it a little bit more. Yeah, they need a. I like it when you have a moment you can remember when they did something. For Rex Chapman, for a, for a camp. Rex Chapman um, beating Michael Jordan's ass and just talking shit to him. Also a highlight. I moment. forgot. I don't remember that. So the Heat had like six or seven guys, and the the juggernaut Bulls were in town. The Heat. It was one of those games where they had like six or seven players. And, oh, it's like just one dressed. of those classic NBA stories where like the opponent and, totally underestimates Rex, the other team. And Rex Chapman went off and jordan was guarding him and he was just dropping buckets on jordan and talking shit to him you know what i think i I I saw that didn't he get like 40 points yeah this just reminded me of something that lebron and jordan probably are both great at giving guys their like best regular season moment ever because they're both just totally focused on winning the championship so they don't really care but like these guys like rex chapman or like you know, a couple times the Blazers have just absolutely blown out the Cavs, and it's like, and they just get juiced because they're gonna oh, play yeah. LeBron. So these guys just have like the games of their lives, even though oh, these so guys cool. don't care at all. But it's I mean, awesome for them. Moment. Yeah, and then it's like right, right now, Rex Chapman. I mean, I got to see once like Jordan came through. This was in Omaha when I was living in Omaha, and he came through and did like a camp. And like showed some kids and shit. And mm-hmm. Larry Johnson was there Ooh. in college. And he, he, Jordan didn't know who he was, and he was like, hey, "You're a big dude. You're doing like, he's like, you're gonna do pretty good in D one." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, man." And then Johnson just went off on him, like he was like, "Let's play a little one on one, you know, just the first to five or something." And Johnson, no, oh, really, elbows <laughs> in the paint and fucking slammed on him, and Jordan Holy was like, "Grandma, ma, yeah, grandma." He's like, "All right, kid, I'm gonna remember you." That's <laughs> one of the grandma, ma is one of the great nicknames. Ever that came from a marketing campaign? Is it? I got a lot of mixed feelings about Grandmama. I'm a little cautious. Yeah. In how I remember Grandma because there's kind of a I don't know if you've ever heard like Dave Chappelle, Neil Brennan talk about. There's a point in every black comedian, male comedian's career where someone tries to make him wear a dress for like a joke. <laughs> and ah. It's like goes all the way back to emasculation. Of oh, the black man. I had no idea about um, this. This is. This is a very woke, woke know, take on Grandma. I don't know how that applies to Grandma Ma, but you know, what was, was Grandma Ma for Reebok? Converse, yeah, I Converse. think. Yeah, it was okay. Converse. Because I remember this because my uncle Tio Jose had a pair of the Grandma Ma Con, like nice. the Converse. Back when, back when like Converse was trying to rebrand as Cons. 
It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> That's like idea. the shack. Yeah. That doesn't con. work. Which means you're getting fucked. It's, this is a con. <laughs> a like con. my shirts are a con. These are These bad. Shoes. They don't work. <laughs> These shoes will not do well, anything. Well, now I have a like whole. Starberries. Now I have like a whole new like. I'm gonna have to like now I'm gonna have to unpack the historical. Yeah, I don't think that influences been... on Grandma Ma. I've never like even thought about that. I haven't heard anybody well, go don't... into it with Grandma Ma yet. But the... That is that is like I think probably another podcast for another time. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so if you see me next week, you could see me uh, May 26th. Come to that one. I'm opening up for the great Nate Bargatze at Mississippi Studios. What? If you've never seen Nate Bargatze, he's the shit. Type him into Google. It's like shit. Like one of, like my, maybe my favorite comedian right now. I'm really excited. So Mississippi Studios, May 26th. May 27th, my regular show laughs at Legrowski, at the big Legrowski. It's going to be a hot one. Nick Puente is a veteran love that show uh and i i don't well i'm at uh i'm at the waypost oh, yeah. on the 22nd Great. love the waypost uh with robbie pankow's weird comedy variety show with doing jokes and having to eat scorpions at the same time really? or carolina reapers or something i don't know it's a, it's a fun time you want to see people be funny and also laugh at them as they make oh. a fool of themselves so we this get to laugh with you and at you yeah both Sounds like a pretty good that, deal. It, that sounds like it should cost double. <laughs> uh, which which I, I think that makes, if it did do that, I think that makes it eight bucks. I think that's what it, I think that's what the show costs. Um, but that's, yeah, that's on the 22nd. And then uh, I don't have anything else. You then. host regular shows though. You're, you still doing the regular Brody stuff? Yeah, the monthly uh, Comedy Bowl and 7 on 7. But uh, this time. Those are both fun. Yes, yeah, but uh, that's in June, and then the next thing I really is June first with our new Films Against Humanity live at the Hot Box. Oh, can in the right city. down can in the city, right down the street from where we are currently at right now, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we uh, pick the best in best in worst cult shit schlock movies, get our notes down, and basically, I mean, it's we Mystery Science Theater three thousand kind of throw out some. Our personal jokes, but we got uh, free edibles and free uh, free cases of the cheapest beer I can possibly find, <laughs> and uh, it's a it's a good time. Free weird community comedy. That's that's there. right. And uh, in between the moments that we fast forward, because we don't why watch the boring part. Okay, that's what I was concerned about. I was any, concerned about just sitting through a bad movie. No, any we fast any, forward. We fast forward, and but during live fast forwards, I pick a comic. Who tries to get in as many bits and or sketches as they can <laughs> during the fast forward, and uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's a good time. It's a super good time. We did our first one last month, and it was really fun. We did the Adventures of, Adventures of Mark Twain, uh, claymation classic that uh, made uh, Andrew Kushner uh, question everything he believes in life. Wow! <laughs> and, wow! And what? And walk home in a daze. Apparently, <laughs> uh, this one is Miami Beach Cops, and. I mean, what's not fun about Miami Beach Cops in 1992? Busting can't, drug dealers. Can't wait for The Rock to be in the reboot movie of that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what I got going on. So anyways. All right. This is good. This is great. A lot of great work here today. Yeah. Like, a lot of great work. A lot work. of good stuff that lot, needed to get out there. L- important issues that needed to be addressed, like the all 
all white, grandma, mom, team. grandma, problem, mom. The problem, or we got ex- someone's got to explore that. So we got to explore. Yeah, we got to explore whether grandma, mom is problematic. I'm gonna start leaning towards a yes now that you mentioned that Chappelle and Neil Brennan thing. What does yeah. that make Little Penny like a? No, I use a puppet. Because they didn't make the, they didn't make Penny. They didn't make Penny. They weren't the emasculating yeah. Penny. Yeah, they didn't put him on strings. Right. Right. Okay. So, uh, yeah, but uh, thanks, guys, for coming on the podcast. Really had a great time talking hoops. Is this, the longest, is this the longest one you've done? I think it is. Yes. So uh, <laughs> the longest Locked On Blazers podcast ever. Uh, we will be back next week on Tuesday. Subscribe to us on all the five podcasts. Star, give networks. a five-star review. Five-star reviews. If you're in the Portland area, go check out uh, the shows of these gentlemen and the things that they're putting on. Very fun, very cool to have in the city. And we'll be back. Seat Geek! And, yeah. What's up, Seat and Geek? Shout out to Seat Geek. Geek. All right. Until next time. Promo code LO Blazers. Save $20. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17